What's up, fam, and welcome to the Healthy Fit and Pain-Free Podcast. This podcast is meant to give you easy, implementable, no BS advice to help make you stronger, more resilient, and bring out your inner badass to help you get back to doing the things you love with the people you love. I am your host, Dr. Tyler Bordick. I am a physical therapist, a strength conditioning coach, and co-owner of Inner Strength Physio Fitness Athletics in Pittsburgh. If you're ready, jump on the bus, buckle in, and let's rock and roll. What is going on, everyone, and welcome to the Healthy Fit and Pain-Free Podcast. I'm your host, Doc T, and we are here for episode 90. So it's been a while, everybody. It's been a, been a couple weeks. Um, took a little hiatus. Took a little trip to Myrtle Beach for a family vacation. Absolutely enjoyed it, loved it. Um, and then went to Colorado, Colorado Springs to be more specific, uh, for a business trip. Ryan and I left. Um, great time there. Uh, always love the people that we meet when we go there, or we see when we go there, excuse me. But uh, Colorado Springs is awesome, too. Uh, if you ever have a chance to go to the Olympic uh, training facility and also the museum, highly recommend. And to be entirely honest with you, the museum was actually, I think, better than the facility. Facilities were cool. Don't get me wrong. Um, yeah, they they're I was actually a little bit underwhelmed, believe it or not, not to be negative about it. Uh, still a really cool experience, but the museum, I was overwhelmed with how awesome it was. Uh, so definitely like one of the expectations there. So highly recommend that. Colorado Springs is also gorgeous. The mountains are gorgeous. Uh, when we went up the Manitou Incline, which is it's over 2,700 steps to the top going towards uh, – um, Pikes Peak, I believe it is, um, one of the biggest mountains there, and uh, wow, what a challenge! I can say, I've done a I've done a marathon, I've done uh, I've done a bodybuilding competition, I've done a triathlon, I've done a lot of a lot of things, and that was top one of the hardest things I've ever done. Now, granted, it's because it's it was I did it under an hour, and so within that hour, it was very tough. Uh, I still think the triathlon was the hardest thing I've ever done, but the um, but that was that was pretty pretty wicked. But so cool, so cool to actually walk up the stairs into the clouds, look down the mountain after it cleared out. Uh, the camaraderie and the the support of all the people you do it with, strangers you don't even know who are high fiving you when you get to the top. Such a cool experience. So definitely, uh, you got to be in a little bit of shape though to go up. But I'm not. I'm gonna say that. Don't don't just go to Colorado Springs if you've never done a hike or anything like that and think you're gonna fly right up it so but very cool experience awesome time um great to get away i'm back i'm fired up and i'm ready to go so without further ado let's get back to the episode here so episode 90 and i'm what i'm going to talk about here is something that comes up quite a bit in the fitness um health and wellness industry excuse me especially if you're a coach or you're a a quote-unquote expert this question comes up all the time and that is um Get I or people will come. This isn't a question today, but people always come and they say, "How do I get? I want to get toned, not bulky." So we're going to talk about the secret to getting toned, not bulky. And that's the big reason why. Now, you you typically run into this question more with females over males. Not to gender stereotype here, but typically it's females that will say, "I want to get toned. I don't want to get bulky. I don't want to look like a bodybuilder. I don't want to look like one of those." you know, muscle, um, those mass monsters on stage or anything like that. So we're going to kind of go through that. And this is for guys too, because there's guys that bring this up to me as well. 
And this is kind of going to give you a little bit more of a plan on how to know that you're going more towards the tone side, as you will. I use. I also want to disclaim that throughout this, when I say toned, I'm using big quotes here because I absolutely hate the word toned, and I'll explain why here in a second. And with that, um, we're going to talk about you know if you want to go more towards that quote-unquote tone side, what you can do. But there's also a game plan if you want to go more towards the bulky side because you can definitely go back and forth between the two. So without further ado, uh, let's start off with some definitions here. Now, I will say that these are not Webster definitions. These are my definitions. These are uh, from my background education. This is my experience and expertise as a physical therapist, as a strength conditioning, strength and conditioning specialist, as a coach, as a health coach, all these things. So, so toned. Here's the thing. In the science world, what toned refers to is it is the amount of neurological stimulation that is going to a muscle at a given time. Okay, so in instances of, let's say, like Parkinson's, Parkinson's happens because people have an increase toned in some, like a rigidity, if you will, in some aspects. There's also mentally the side of that as well, but people have an increase toned. And what that tone is, is that tone is an increased firing, neurological firing to certain muscles in the body to where they're not able to move. Um, or because they're, they're overly stimulated, if you will. Now, muscles need, there needs to be a tonage. That's the thing, actually. There needs to be neural input for a muscle for it to fire. So that's the actual definition of tone. Okay, so now... What toned refers to in the fitness industry, and this is why it's gained, because toned, it's not actually a definition. This is just a marketing word that started being used back in, I don't know, probably the 80s or 90s, honestly, with this, probably the 80s. Um, but anyhow, like what toned refers to is that you have a muscle tone. So muscle tone is the definition of your muscle, basically. So if you look at someone and they have a good definition of their muscle, they look very toned, okay? That's actually what toned means. Um, and that, that's what people are referring to when they say tone, look toned. So this is the funny thing, is if you look at someone, you say they look toned, the person looks muscular because they have muscle tone. Uh, and so, you know, if you look at some of these old marketing videos, it was 10 minutes to a toned butt or 10 minutes to toned abs, 10 minutes to toned arms, whatever, okay, meaning muscular. So I want you to really think about this for a second because when people say I want to look toned, not bulky, they're saying that they want to – they're – they what they mean by that is they don't want to look like a muscle mass person, like a masked up monster of a person, but they do want muscle because they want to look tone. They want muscle tone, so there has to be an increase in muscle mass here. I want to start off with that because people tend to say they want to be toned, but they don't really know exactly what they mean by that. Now, bulky, bulky has bulky is a very loaded term. It depends on who you ask with this one. Uh, but bulky is basically just a 
a huge amount of mass. And I will say mass. I will not say muscle mass. I will say mass. Bulky is a an, an increased amount of mass. Now, I say this because it, let's say in the – let's look at the bodybuilding world because this is where aesthetics, like appearance, really comes into play. A lot of bodybuilders go through – or at least they used to. This is kind of changing now. But a lot of bodybuilders go through a bulking and a cutting stage. The bulking stage is where they eat a lot more food. They're a little bit looser with their nutrition. But they're still training hard uh, and very little cardio. So what happens is they gain a lot of muscle, but they also gain a lot of fat. And they'll also gain a lot of water, obviously, with all the things involved. And that makes them bulky. They have increased mass. Again, I'm not going to say muscle mass because fat mass is also very much involved with this. However, whenever it comes to a cutting stage, they are now trying to get rid of fat. So you won't necessarily hear of someone who is absolutely shredded. They'll be called shredded whenever they're very, very lean, very, very ripped. But no one will call them bulky. Now, provided all things go right, they should have a very similar amount of muscle mass, maybe just a little bit less. But the, th the thing is here is if you look at a traditional from a bodybuilding standpoint, bulky versus shredded versus lean, the muscle mass is fairly the same. It's the fat mass that is now less. And this is what people need to understand. Now, granted, not everyone wants to look like a 215-pound at – 6% uh, body fat on stage person. Granted, it would be less than 6%, but still. No one wants to look, look at our fitness mall. No one wants – a lot of people don't really want to look like that uh, because, A, there's a lot of work that goes into it. Honestly, backing up there, let's be honest, a lot of people do actually would, wouldn't mind looking like that. It's just the fact of what they think goes into that, what they think that person's doing, and what – and all the work that goes into it is a lot less appealing, so to say. But still, if we're looking at toned and bulky, if we're looking at – so toned would be what they consider to be lean versus bulky. The only thing different there is fat. Okay, The fat is what makes the difference. Now, kind of already alluded to this, but you really got to start looking at the what people really want. People laugh when I say this. Some roll their eyes. Everyone just wants to look better naked. Grand scheme of things, end of the day, when it comes to appearance, now grant, there are people out there who have strength goals, whether it's they're trying to get stronger for a competition or even for life. Yes, appearance isn't quite as thing for them. But for most of us, we just want to look better naked. We just want to look better in clothes. We want to be able to wear a, this like nice, tighter-fitting dress. Okay. <laughs> if you're Depending on who you are, put it that way, uh, it might be a tighter fitting dress. For guys, it's you want to wear a little bit more of a close fit suit or have some arms that stick out a little bit more whenever you're wearing a shirt, stuff like that. Okay, Again, I joke when I say look better naked, but really that's what it all comes down to is we all just want to look better. We all just want to um, have a more defined look to ourselves. So how do we get that? How do we go back and forth between toned and bulky? Because remember, in all reality, what this really comes down to that I really try to break down for people is that in order for people to look like what they want to, 
they are going to have to get more muscle and lose fat for most people. There are some people out there, we have some members here, who for them really it's just get more muscle. Like they're already fairly lean as it is. Uh, like, you know, especially for, for their age and everything, that really just getting more muscle is going to be the big factor in this. But that's the thing, like, we all, the, for everyone to look better, gain more muscle and then lose fat. So that if you lose some fat, your muscles are now more defined, there's more muscle tone, there's that word there, and then they look better. Because if we have more fat and less muscle, we're just a big pile of blob. We're the Michelin man running around here, right? So I want you to get that in your head first. Because, again, this really goes back to the point of people kind of just don't really know what they want. They think what they're saying is true. But in reality, like, you need muscle. You need more muscle. You need less fat. That's what makes us look better. End of the day, grand scheme of things. So in order to get there, there's five areas here that we need to address. Now, again, this is a very loaded statement today. This is a very loaded topic. I could talk for hours upon this, but I'm going to try to really keep it concise here. The first and foremost... And I compare this to the people on stage. Like if you're a bodybuilder for some of the fitness models, uh, even if you look at like the American Gladiators because some people make comments about like them too. Um, if, if you don't want to look like them, I'll consider that bulky. That's what people would consider bulky. If they're not bulky, if you don't want to look like them, here's the key to a lot of this. Number one, hormones and drugs. I hate to break it to most of you, but what really makes a person become bulky a lot of times is, yes, it's training, but it's hormones and drugs. Hormones and drugs are the big things that make them look the way they do. This is, so let's just go hormones. So testosterone is one of the driving things in men that make men gain more lean mass and become bigger than most women. Okay, so if you're a woman, if you're a woman, in order for you to get as big as a man, you are going to have to take exogenous uh, testosterone and other drugs for that matter, because you need testosterone to get bigger. So let's start there. If you're not doing that, you are not going to get as bulky as a male if you are a woman. Cut dry. That's it. To biggest, their biggest take-home point is that it's. You're not going to get big and bulky unless you take the saucer um, or any other performance-enhancing drugs. Sit. Now, women, whenever they're young females, whenever they're going through puberty, whenever they're even in college, like within that age range, because their hormones are higher, there is a little bit more saucer, and you will see them. They will get more of that athletic appearance. However, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, as we get older – especially like as women, as you get older and you get past that 40-year-old stage and you get closer to the unfortunate thing of menopause, now you don't have that hormone level. You're not going to have that, that risk of you getting bulky is very, very, very minimal, very low. So keep that in mind. So hormones is a big thing. And then there's drugs. If you look at a lot of the actors, such as your... Chris Hemsworth, you're sorry, Dwayne Rock Johnson, love you, man, but I'm going to throw you under the bus on this one. Um, 
if you look a lot of a lot of those guys that train for a certain role, most of them are taking something, and it's because their livelihood is surround, surrounds it. A lot of professional athletes, same thing. There's so many things out there, from testosterone to growth hormones to um, uh, to certain anabolic steroids, all of that stuff. There's a lot of those things out there, um, IGFs. Those things are going to help also contribute to that bulkiness because you are going to get some water retention too. You're going to get all that added stuff. I don't want to spend too much time on this because I doubt many of you out there are going to go do um, take exogenous, exogenous hormones or do drugs like any type of um, anabolic steroids. So just keep that in mind. This is typically what contributes to that bulkiness. Because someone like me, I've been – I haven't heard too many people say to me like, you look terrible. I would never want to look like you. <laughs> now, Grant, they're being nice. But I would never want to be big like you. Um, I've been doing this for a very long time and have not taken – any steroids and so with that being said like you know for me to really look big like that I would have to take them so just realize that okay roll back in so hormones and drugs first foremost biggest thing biggest factor here and sorry for those women out there that you see on stage for like um, you know Mrs. Olympia like the female Mr. Olympia competitors and even for some of those like American Gladiators or some powerlifting women that you see, a lot of times there's hormones and drugs involved and anabolic steroids involved there. So keep that in mind. If you're not going to do that, you're safe. Number two, diet nutrition. Honestly, seriously, honestly, this is probably the biggest factor that comes into play on this one. So diet nutrition. So you have to understand deficit versus surplus. So if we go back to that bulking versus cutting cycle that we talked about with, with bodybuilders, whenever you're in a surplus, so a surplus meaning that you are eating more cal- you're taking in more calories, you're consuming more calories than you're burning off, you will add on mass. Again, mass is the general term here. We're not talking about muscle, we're talking about mass overall. You're adding on mass because you're taking in excess of vitamins, minerals, um, macronutrients such as proteins, fats, carbs. And what happens is, is now you have more than enough resources that your body can utilize for you to build things like bone, soft tissue, uh, muscle mass, fat mass, all that stuff. So just imagine if you're, if you're building a house and you're about ready to start building the house and all of a sudden this crew comes in and they just drop off more than everything that you need, okay? You could build the house with a certain structure, with a certain amount of given material, but if they give you more material, now granted, this is not the most economically friendly, but if they give you more material, that house is going to look bigger because you have more, more than enough material, and if you have to use all of it, the house is just going to look bigger. It's going to look bigger, it's going to look... Um, wider, it's going to look taller, all those things. That's just, and the body's kind of the same way. However, from a deficit standpoint, if you're eating less, the body now has to utilize its stores for it to survive. So for most of us, like if we're trying to lose weight, given that you're doing it right, the body will utilize fat as energy. 
So if you're not taking enough calories, the body will utilize the fat um, for you to quote unquote survive and which gives someone a leaner appearance. Appearance, excuse me. Um, also, glycogen, all that other stuff, we won't talk about that. Now, where people pitfall here is that they diet too hard, they cut their calories too much, and then the body eats muscle. This is where these 800 calorie diets are a problem. It's because if you get someone who their body is not only taking away fat, but it's also taking away muscle, now we go back to the definition of toned. Toned is more muscle mass, less fat mass. If you take away both muscle mass and fat mass, you are now just looking like a smaller tire, a smaller apple, a smaller pear, and you are putting the the body's metabolism into a complete, a complete dump to where you're not going to perform well, your energy's not going to be good, your focus not going to be there, and your body is really just going to go into a starvation mode. We want to limit that. People think that they're just going to really cut their calories hard and it's going to help them to recircle faster. In reality, yes, you will look like a smaller version of yourself, but that quote-unquote toned look is not going to happen because you're taking away fat mass and muscle mass rather than just fat mass. This is why it's tough for people. You need to be patient whenever you are trying to lean out, lose body fat, because if you try to hit it too hard, you're just going to be spinning your wheels. Okay? Um, for me to get below 10% body fat, it was I was losing a pound a week, which is annoying, <laughs> to be honest with you. I will totally admit that. Uh, but that's what needs to happen, unfortunately. At the end, end game, it's going to make things last longer. Your results last longer anyhow. So yeah, so again, going back to diet nutrition, deficit versus surplus. You need to be in a deficit if you want to look more quote-unquote toned because you're losing muscle mass or losing fat mass. Excuse me. Whew. Uh, but don't go too far to where you start losing muscle mass. Then you run into problems. And again, diet nutrition is probably the most important aspect here because you can follow this, like your same, the same training regimen that you're doing as far as your workouts go. And honestly, just change your diet. If you, if you follow the same weight training workout and you eat 500 more calories, you are going to gain weight you're going to gain muscle mass. However, if you follow the same thing and you cut your calories by 500, you are going to lose weight. You're going to lose fat mass and hopefully no muscle mass in the process. So, I mean, honestly, diet nutrition is a big aspect here because you can just change that and everything's okay. So, that being said, though, let's go into area number three, exercise of choice. So this is a big part too, because people like to think, okay, I'm going to start, I'm, I'm trying to lose weight, I'm trying to quote unquote tone up, so I am just going to do a shit ton of cardio to lose weight. Cardio burns calories, I'll be, yeah, I'll be good to go, I'll, I'll get hit my results faster if I just do a bunch of cardio. Eh, wrong, not the best way to go. Here's why. Yes. Cardio is great for your heart. Yes, cardio burns fat. But cardio also takes away other energy stores as well. The body, what if you don't use it, you lose it. So for instance, if you're not using muscle, meaning you're not weight training, 
your body is going to take away stores from the from the muscle. If you're doing cardio, you're using what's you're typically using what's called slow twitch muscle fibers. These are the the muscle fibers in your body that are highly oxygenated. They're not very strong, they're not very powerful, but they do last a long time because there's a lot of oxygen surrounding them. Those tissues get all the support. The ones um, that we call like type 2 fibers that have very little oxygen surrounding them, these are the ones that typically you're not using them, so the body's going to start turning those more into type 1 because they take up less resources, there's more oxygen to them, they're more efficient, and yes, that's great from a cardio perspective and from a survival perspective, but again, if our goal is for you to get more toned, meaning more muscle mass, less fat mass, this is not the way to go. Because slow twitch muscle fibers also don't burn a ton of calories outside of doing cardio, so to say. So with this exercise of choice here, we need to make sure that you are doing weight training. You need to be weight training. Because A, what weight training will do, depending on your training age, which we'll talk about here in a second, the more weight training you do, what that's going to do is it's going to increase your muscle mass. It's going to increase that neurological stimulation to your muscles. And your body's going to say, hey, they're using muscle. I'm not going to get rid of that. But, you know, we're not using fat, so we can get rid of that instead. That was a very simplistic way to put it. But that's kind of how it is. That being said, too, whenever you start, and this is something that I always like to talk about with people, too. When you first start a weight training program, you are going to gain weight. And here is why. Because as soon as you start using the muscle, as soon as you start using your muscles, and your body realizes, oh, they are now using the muscles again, there is going to be water, there is going to be glycogen, and there is going to be and tension all put into those muscles, neurological stimulation, everything, which is automatically going to increase your body weight. Just because basically we've added muscle without adding muscle. We've made the muscles bigger without adding muscle to it, if that makes sense. So you're going to be a little bit heavier at first. However, you're going to look better. There are people that if they go away for two weeks and don't work out at all, you're going to look, depending if you looked, if you're going on vacation and if you looked toned, like perfectly toned in your eyes where you wanted to be on your goals, and then you go away for two weeks, you will look worse from that toned perspective at the end of that two weeks if you don't work out at all. Because now the water has went away from your muscles, the glycogen isn't really being stored in your muscles as much, um, the, the tone, the neurological tone Communication to your muscles will be lower because you haven't been using them. However, once you come back and you jump back on a uh, weight training program, within two weeks, you'll be right back there because, again, everything will flood to the muscles, that neurological stimulation will be there, and boom, you're right back to where you were. So I want to kind of give this out to people who go on vacation and feel like they've gotten worse. No. Typically, it's just a fluid shift is what happens. Um, so keep that in mind there. So, exercise choice is super important here as far as toned versus bulky. Now, I'm not saying that you need to, that you don't need to do cardio at all. 
Because what can also happen is some people will really go too much into the strength training and not really do any of the cardio. And yes, strength training is great, but a little extra cardio is not a bad thing as far as helping to lose fat. Again, toned is more muscle, less fat. Also, when you go into that range, cardio is great for heart health. We've talked about this before, and we need activity as well. So keep that in mind. So exercise of choice is important. High-intense interval training is also good. High-intense exercise is great. However, you need to be very careful with how to utilize it. You can't just do a bunch of high-intense interval training every day because your body won't like that. It will tax it, and eventually you'll put yourself in a hole that you can't recover from. And um, foremost, and I actually forgot to put this in the, in the podcast here, if you are not recovering, that is not going to help anything. So actually, while we're here, recovering is also a huge point of this, a huge, huge part of this. In order for you to look better, you need to be recovered. Because if you put yourself in too much of a hole, your muscles are never going to be as full as they possibly can, which is good because fuller muscles equals more muscle. And your stress levels are going to be so high that your body is going to stop taking away fat, which again, disrupts that nice little equation of toned equals more muscle, less fat. So recovery is a huge part. If you need ideas on how to recover, I have other podcasts in the past. Just go back through and look uh, and you can easily get yourself into a more recovered state. All right. Area to address. Number four, training age and regular age. What do I mean by training age? Training age is how long you have been training. Duh, right? Not quite. Training age refers to how long you have been training in a specific modality. So if you're someone who has been a runner or triathlon athlete or a cyclist or a swimmer your entire life, but you've never stepped foot in the weight room, you have a very low training age in the weight room. However, you have a very high training age in the cardio world, in the endurance world. So training age really depends on the modality too. Now, why do I bring training age up? Well, remember I used the example a little bit ago about myself because, you know, I just like talk about myself. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, But with myself, so I have a very high training age. I've been doing this for a very long time. I've been training for a very long time. My problem is I've went back and forth between so many different things, so there hasn't been consistency, which is a very important step that we will talk about later. But with training age, the longer you've trained in a certain area, the less – how do I explain this? The less rapid results will happen. So for someone like me, if I do – if someone like me – If I do a strength training program and there's somebody beside me who has never done a strength training program before, if we both start a strength training program at the same time, my numbers as far as from a strength perspective might go up like 10% in a few months, okay? Maybe a little little more, like let's let's say 15, 20% in, in a few months, okay? However, that person beside me who has never trained strength before, 
their strength will shoot up like 50% because it's a very nov like novelty stimuli to the system. And so their system's going to react a lot faster. So we all know that person who has never really been into working out. Uh, they were just kind of average looking as far as from a physique perspective. Um, and one day... We see that person, and they just look fabulous. They look so much better. There is such a difference to their physique. And you say, "Oh, what have you been doing?" Oh, I started. I started working with personal trainer, and it's been, you know, and I've just results just kind of came along. That happened because, again, very novel, like a novelty stimuli to the system, and the results just came on quickly. That's typically what happens. Um, I'm trying to use another example of this where we saw this in a movie. So like Chris Evans, for instance. If you've ever watched the the first Captain America, now granted, this was obviously very, and there's CGI involved, but even if you look at Chris Evans into his prior roles, he was never a muscular dude. Like he, I mean, you know, he looked, he looked decent. He looked better than the average person, don't get me wrong, but never looked like Captain America. But then when he went for the Captain America role, boom. He looked like Captain America. Well, the thing is with that is, again, more of a novelty stimuli. I'm sure he worked out a little bit, but not like he did for Captain America. And so that's the thing. Like, whenever you – if you have a very young training age and you do something new, you're going to see quick results with it. After you've trained for a long enough time, those results are not going to be as rapid. They're going to be a little bit easier because you've been there, done that, but they're not going to be as rapid. So why do I bring up training age? Initially out of the gates, you might notice that you look that you, – you might notice that your looks are changing and it might be a little bit scary. I'm saying this in a sense of more of a, a warning and, and a preparation more than I am going back to like the tone bulky thing. When you first start a training program – you might notice muscle forming. You might notice that you look different, and it might scare you. You might think, I'm going to get bulky. It's very common to look like this at first, and eventually things are going to settle a little bit. You're going to keep looking better, but your body just reacts so quickly that you're not going to gain muscle. You're not going to get bulky in such a short amount of time like people think. Again, if you go to the gym, if you go to like a public gym there are guys there who look decent. They've been doing that for like 15 years, and that's how they look, decent. I've been doing this for a long time. I have the knowledge, and I look above decent. I'm not like – I don't look like – I don't know. I don't look like Chris Evans, or I don't look like The Rock walking around. But The Rock, you can also – argue who has also been doing this a very long time. So you have to realize training age with this. Realize that if you do this for a long – like at first you're going to see massive results, but that those results, it's not going to compound like that. You're not gonna, just going to keep seeing massive result after massive result, massive result. Um, things are going to change a little bit. The other thing with that is regular age. So again, we talked about this earlier, but when you're younger because your hormones are elevated – you will see results a lot faster. And results actually might sustain a lot faster. And with the hormones and with everything like that, body fat might drop off a little bit easier. Muscle mass might come on a little bit easier. But 
after you get a little bit older, things can change a little bit. Especially if we're talking about like something like menopause or if we talk about a huge testosterone drop in men, that would also change things as far as how you're going to get those results of more muscle mass, less fat mass in terms of toning. On the side of bulking, these hormonal changes, you're definitely not going to get someone looking bulky. Like bulky is just not going to happen. 40 plus years old, if you train your ass off, you're not going to get bulky. You're going to look a lot better, don't get me wrong, but you just don't have the material there that you are going to get bulky super quick. Now, if you eat like an idiot, if you just eat everything in sight and you're training hard, yes, you may get bulky, but again, that's going to be that increase in fat mass with the muscle mass. I also want to add a little disclaimer here that do not create an excuse here is that people think, oh, I'm getting older, I'm not going to see the results I want to see. That's not true at all. I argue, yes, as you get older, drop in hormones, stuff like that, does create a big effect. That can, and, and if that's the case, make sure you're getting blood work done. Go to a well-educated doctor in that arena. Do not go to your PCP and say, I want to get my blood work checked because I'm thinking about, like, I want to get on TRT or something like that. Um or hormone replacement therapy because they'll just go off of their knowledge. You need to go to a specialist in that specific area because they will help you make the right choice as far as that goes. Remember, vitality and longevity are not the same thing. Vitality is look and feel good. Longevity is living a long time. People always say like, oh, you know, longevity is key. Like I want to live forever. No, you want to look and feel good for a long time, not live for a long time little little side note there going back so if you decide so with this going back to this people think that as they get older their body's just going to fall apart that's not true yes certain things like childbirth come into play however i still argue the fact is what happens is as we get older with kids with our career stuff like that we, get, we have more stressed out. Our, our lives are more stressful. There's more demand on our plate. If you had kids in the mix, there's also somebody else who's creating effects in your life, who's challenging you in many ways, that you tend to let your nutrition and your physical activity fly, fall by the wayside, and that's why we look the way we do. Because I know a lot of dads and moms who've kept their their nutrition and their physical activity where it needs to be and they still look great at their age. So, and I'm, and these are people who are not genetically gifted either. So, do not make age an excuse for why you look the way you do. You can definitely make change, you just have to put forth the effort and prioritize things better. Enough said there. All right. Last one here. Areas to address: time commitment of intention. I know, a little bit, little bit loaded sentence here, but follow me here. Time commitment of intention. How long have you been in a certain stage for? If we're talking about tone versus bulky, typically people who are bulky have been bulking for a very long time. Again, you have to, if you're in a period, if you're in a, if you're doing something for a short period of time, you're not going to see massive effects by that necessarily. It's being in those 
situations for a long time is where you'll notice those effects. So again, people who are bulking typically have been doing it for six months to a year. They've been eating a surplus. They've been training like crazy. They've been doing very little cardio, maybe some dr- some hormones, the anabolics on the side here. Those are people like they've been intentional by doing that for a very long time. If you're someone who's a hard gainer, this is that person we know who is very thin, who it doesn't it seems like they can eat everything and it just burns off. That is the type of person that needs to do a bulking cycle for a very long time because their body needs an excess, an excess amount. That being said, realizing that if you do things for short periods, it's not going to be problematic. So let's say you go to the traditional bulking cutting type of cycle because sometimes it's just better for the psyche for us to do that because we're changing up goals and stuff like that. If you do, and we talked about this, I believe, on the last podcast, is if you do a cutting cycle, for instance, for 12 weeks, okay, and then you take a little break and for like a month you do a bulking cycle, and by bulking I mean eating eating more calories, so to say, you're not going to get bulky from that. In fact, it's going to be better for you because having those excess calories is going to build up your muscle, build up your engine a little bit more so that whenever you do go into a cutting phase, that fat's going to come off a little bit faster. If you're, if you do a cutting phase, if you're someone who's trying to lose weight and your diet is in a calorie reduction, but you're still strength training, there's going to be a point where you're not really gaining muscle anymore. Um, but it's, as long as you're doing things correctly, the fat might continue to come off. Again, doing that, you're not going to look bulky. You're going to, again, muscle mass is going to stay the same, but fat mass is going to go down, which is, again, what makes you look toned. But again, for the most part here, it's all about training aid. You know, this is where it gets a little bit funny. With training aids, the more, the longer you cut for, so if you're trying to cut for like six months, eventually the novelty is going to wear off on that and the fat loss is going to be a little bit slower. So this is a time, because again, it's kind of like that training age thing. You've been doing it for long enough now. Your body gets a little bit more efficient. Now you're just going to have to change intentions a little bit. Maybe go back to maintenance as far as eating more calories and then try this again. I just quickly cover time commitment of intention because it depends on how long you're doing something. Now, if you're someone who you're just trying to gain muscle and get stronger and that's it, yeah, you might notice a little bit more um, fat mass and muscle mass add-on. So again, tone, the equation, more muscle, less fat, that's it. All right, as you all know, I always love to end this. These was three action steps. I kind of want to bring this in for a close here. I know I was kind of all over the place today. It's been a while since I've done one of these podcasts. My mind is kind of in a thousand different directions, but um, really to bring this in and hone in on three actionables here. Actionable number one, stop with the flipping excuses. This is a hard truth, but this is a big one that I want you to, to reel in here. Stop with the excuses. Quit saying that you're not going to strength train because you're going to get bulky. Strength training is going to be the best, one of the best things for you, and it's going to be one of the best things to make you look better. Quit using that as an excuse to not go to the gym, to not weight train, to not get a personal trainer, to not um, test yourself. Because I'm going to be honest with you people, 
it's very easy to just jump on elliptical and just cruise away and, and watch TV and do absolutely nothing for a half hour and burn a few calories. Strength training t- takes a little bit more focus, a little bit more intention, but it's worth the bang for your buck. So stop the excuses with that. Number two, stay consistent and intentional. Consistency is going to be key here. You need to stay consistent with if you want to look toned, toned means more muscle, less fat. So throughout your your time periods here, which is hopefully forever, you are gaining a little bit of muscle and then losing some fat. Gaining a little bit of muscle and then losing some fat. That's what's going to make you look toned. Stay consistent with that. Don't half-ass it, but also don't sit there and do like, all right, for eight weeks I tried to lose fat and now I just kind of fell off the wagon for the next couple months. No, 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 no. What you just did there is muscle mass stayed the same, maybe went up a little bit, but you lost fat and then you gained fat. You lost fat and then you gained fat. Again, that's where people get that tone bulky thing. So stay consistent, stay intentional, and be um, be mindful of the whole time commitment in that intention. Realize that the longer you're in an, in an intention for, you're going to see results kind of go down a little bit. And that's where you just need to shift focus for a little bit. And again, I have podcast. I begin. I believe it was last time that we talked about this. Follow that, or no, it was two ago. Excuse me, two podcasts ago. So eighty-eight, I believe. Let me just check that real quick for y'all. It would be nice to call on someone. Yeah. So episode 88, we really talk about that and really deep dive into that. So check that out. All right. Last actionable number three, don't do drugs. All right. That was it, everyone. Thanks for a great podcast. No, don't do drugs. If you're not trying to get bulky, it really just comes down to anabolic steroids um, and hormone replacement, stuff like that. If you're taking exogenous hormones or you're doing anabolics, Yes, that will increase your chance towards that bulky. But again, if we're try if we're keeping our diet good and consistent, and we're weight training, and we're not doing a calorie surplus, then you're not going to see an increase in f- muscle mass and fat mass. You'll see muscle mass will go up a little bit, but fat mass is what's going to go down. But really, it's shifting your mindset. Shift your mindset away from the thought of. I can't weight train because I'm going to get bulky. Weight training is so good in the sense that it makes you stronger for everyday activity. It gives you better capacity for everyday activity. It increases your muscle mass. uh, So it's going to make you look better. But it also also makes your engine bigger. Again, as I like to always describe it, if you look at a big V8 engine, if you look at like a big truck – compared to a little car, what burns through fuel a lot faster? The big truck does because it has a bigger engine. The more muscle you have, the bigger engine you have, the more fuel you burn through, which in the body sense, fuel eventually is fat. It's fat and it's also sugar, but eventually it leads to fat. So a bigger engine will get you there. What gets you a bigger engine? Weight training. Guys, thank you so much. Again, I know I was a little back and forth on this one, but hope you gained some good insight here. If you have any topics that you would like me to cover or any further questions with this, you know you can always reach out to me um, at the post show notes here. We'll, uh, we'll go over how you can get a hold of me. 
For everything else, I am Dr. Tyler Bordick here at Inner Strength Personal Training. If you want to learn more about us, you can reach out to us at innerstrengthpgh.com. Till then, love you all. Have a great rest of your week. Bye. Thank you all for checking out this week's episode of the Healthy Fit and Pain-Free Podcast. If you would like more content that is easily implementable and no BS, you can join our Facebook page at Healthy Fit and Pain-Free Podcast. Uh, To learn more about Inner Strength, visit our website at innerstrengthpgh.com or you can simply email us us at info at innerstrengthpgh.com. We have two locations in Pittsburgh right now. One is our West location in Coriopolis slash Robinson, PA. And our second location, which just recently opened, is in the South in Lawrence, PA, in the southern part of Pittsburgh. We also partner up with K-Specific Nutrition. They are a locally owned business full of dietitians, registered credentialed dietitians who can help you with just general nutrition, sports needs, and also medical information. You can also contact me at Tyler at innerstrengthpgh.com or check me out on social media at dr.tyler_bordic. underscore Thank you all again. We'll see you on next week's episode.